Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Gamify Everything podcast. We cover all things metaverse, blockchain, web3, and beyond. I'm Monica Miller, your host, and I hope everyone out there is doing great today. Last week, we chatted with Gamify's very own Laura Walsh and Casey McQuillan about some exciting new projects coming through the pipeline at Gamify. Be sure to take a look or listen on any of Gamify's socials or on your preferred podcast platform. Today, we'll be chatting with Luis Martinez and Martin Libreik, the founder and CTO of Stakes, a company on a mission to enhance the economy in the creative space by changing the way that productions are financed. uh, Stakes enables both event organizers and stakeholders to succeed in the Web3 and blockchain space. Luis, Martin, we're excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thanks, Monica. It's great to be here. It's uh, exciting to us. Thanks for having us. Yes, of course. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing today? Martin, the bells are chiming. It's time to they, get started. <laughs> a- absolutely. They they came right on now when you started speaking. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, we, we I guess that's a good signal. It's going to be a good episode today. So um, once those bells uh, have their moment, they're done. Okay, great. Bells, nice to meet you too. But <laughs> Martin, Lewis, would you mind uh, sharing a little bit about yourselves, your background, and how you got involved at Stakes, how it got started? Start with you, Martin. Yeah, actually, the bells are not done. They're not yet. done. Um, okay. okay. No, 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 they're not yet. They're not done, but yeah. So, so yeah, <clears throat> my background. Um, so I'm from Switzerland. I'm actually sitting outside a church here in, in Switzerland somewhere. Um, and yeah, basically, I... I was always a techie. I had a computer like with 12 years and at my, at my age, that's a pretty long time by now. Um, ended up studying computer science um, in the ETH Zurich. Um, uh, when I finally ended my studies, um, it was uh, the internet craze, basically, and I started working for a bank. I earned good money, but I had to confess I had no idea what I was doing. So when I was approached by another friend of mine who worked for a consulting company, I said, that sounds good. Let's, let me try that out um, for two or three years. Well, basically, I stayed 15 years, um, became the CTO of the company, and then basically, um, like a long story short, at some point we sold to a bigger competitor, uh, and that was the time for me to go. Um, I took a sabbatical. And I wanted to do a startup, and I was pretty sure I would come back with a great idea. I came back, and I had no idea at all. And basically, I started doing the same thing I was doing. Um, but that was around the 2017 bull market, and I was so busy with my new project, I didn't really have time, so I didn't invest anything. But I was. I was reading a lot and I was becoming convinced. And then basically in 2018, when everything went down, I went to this crypto conference in in Sioux. Um, and they had a startup pitching here. And basically that was uh, where Louis did pitch the very first version of Stakes. And uh, yeah, we got into talks. First, I was more interested in maybe investing a bit of money as angel investor, but then we saw, well, I mean, um, we contem- uh, contemplate each other with, with our skill sets. And uh, so after some more talks, we started building. Um, that's that's basically how it all started. Very nice. And, and, now, the bills are, and now the bills are done. 
course, of course. They were just stuck supporting of course. you yeah. through your introduction. They're just giving you some support. <laughs> well, it's awesome to hear um, that your background and journey into it. I feel like a lot of these connections happen when we least expect them. So I'm glad that you guys have been able to work together. Now, Lewis, um, would love to hear a little bit more about how you got uh, involved and um, intersected with Martin. Yes, thank you. And uh, I think Martin kind of summarized uh, the best part of the story, which is back when we met in Switzerland, precisely during this Crypto Valley conference. Uh, back in 2017, that was summer 2017. I think it's 18, actually, sorry. But uh, 18. 18, correct, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in my, my Web3 um, journey started about a year earlier, sometime around 2017. I was working for this uh, Swiss bank in Zurich. And um, I, yeah, I loved it. I mean, I come from the trading world, used to trade equities, options, arbitrage, uh, used to run a proposition for a broker firm. Uh, I had my time there to understand markets before the crypto space came in. Uh, Bitcoin was out there. I always thought, you know, um, I don't think the world is ready for this. This is something that, yeah, it's, uh, I'm talking about 2015, 16. Wasn't really paying much attention to it, unfortunately. Uh, but then when Ethereum came in, 2017, I remember reading the Ethereum Homestead white paper, uh, and that's when this uh, pr- the idea of programmable money came into my head, and it just didn't leave me. Yeah, it never left since. Really started, uh, you know, <laughs> taking away my sleep, really understanding each one of the components of these. Uh, yeah, what was the, the initial Ethereum virtual mach- machine back then? And smart contracts just as a concept to really distribute and, and, and most importantly, configure value flows. Really got into tokenization uh, as kind of my rabbit hole, the specific rabbit hole. And this is when I was in the bank looking at uh, it had just the entire financial system shrinking, being either uh, very much under pressure by its own, uh, let's say, rules and, and, and regulations. And wanted to just break out of those four walls in many ways. And I don't know, just reading through these smart contracts was how I found that light and started just, uh, yeah, getting involved. So I, I don't know, I can tell you just very quickly started mining some ETH. I thought that was the way. Obviously it wasn't. In the end, you had to pay the electricity the next day. And back in 2017, <laughs> uh, it's a shame. I was, was selling the ETH that I mined at 30, I think 38 dollars uh, per eve back then it's uh I, you have no idea of what's coming right but um eventually that margin shrank it wasn't profitable anymore just started researching more where, where i was getting acquainted with the tech with each one of the elements that I, as i mentioned it's economic technical uh cryptography elements I understood it as much as i could and i realized i could not get too far without having that technical uh understanding and these technical knowledge about uh yeah it's uh, i would say it's 60 percent Almost of what you, what it takes to really build on it, which is what my first step, my next step was let's build on this. I think that's where the real value is. Aside from mining, aside from trading, which I also did for some, some, uh, some uh, yeah, months, I think a couple of years. And then it was really about building where I think I, I'm a still a strong believer that that's where the, the brightest opportunities are. Um, pitched there, started building the, the idea, the white paper, wrote it down, started pitching it around at some conferences. That's before I converged with uh, Martin Story back in the Crypto Valley conference in Zurich. And that's the beginnings of stake. 
Very nice. Very nice. And it sounds like you've gotten another opportunity to get some experience working with others in this space recently. I know you're another tech, tech stars cohort um, and you guys just came to the completion of your 13 week program last week. Um, I feel it's, it's nice that I've been able to follow the journey through multiple um, companies um, to, through the end. I remember talking with Big Fan at the very beginning. They were just kind of starting out the, the program and now we've come to an end here. would love to hear both of um, your experiences for a brief second before we move into the next few questions. Sure. Marty, what do you think? Tech starts. What a ride, huh? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty hectic time. It was uh, a lot of fun as well. I mean, uh, I'm quite glad it was only uh, two weeks and two weeks in Dublin and not 13 weeks. I'm not sure I would have survived that. But yeah, it was uh, it was really intense, but as well, uh, a lot of fun and, and uh, great connections. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was uh, a very, just an invaluable uh, experience just for as an experience as an entrepreneur it's it's really is something that is just uncomparable uh i think it's just a, the, the the doors and that you open is is instant and 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 just even overwhelming the amount of you know reach you can find through this program just from building yeah. there with, with you know 10 teams having the same passion and mindset and that just uh that just puts you in a certain state every single day and energy um that's 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 at least from a personal growth standpoint that was a very big win uh also you know besides running a business we started this a bit uh some time ago 2017 we spoke about it we moved on to 2018 and started rolling out the idea of stakes and its first uh yeah mvp or alpha uh, as we used to call it and uh you know obviously that we built that we built something while uh while being in Techstars, we already had to take care of many of the businesses that we had built in the past. Mm-hmm. And that converged there. And it was also a very interesting uh, exercise to see, you know, how far your limits can go. Uh, in the end, it, it comes it comes out being as, uh, yeah, you just build stamina. You just become a bit of uh, Knowing how to go on full, um, full speed or full, full um, capacity constantly. And that was also a great uh, growth experience. And uh, yeah, I think Techstars is, is, is uh, they say it's the end of demo day. We just had last uh, Thursday, we had our demo day. Also an amazing time to see all the progress from the teams and for ourselves. And now looking back, it's all about saying, hey, that, what a ride, what a fantastic ride it's been. Uh, definitely uh, something that every entrepreneur would, uh, I wish could live. Uh, at least I've recommended to try to live it. And definitely looking forward for the future that there's, there's a whole new, the yeah. state coming forward. Yeah, absolutely. And you forged so many amazing connections that you'll be able to return to and, um, you know, pick some brains if you need to. Um, what's what's ahead now? Do, does Techstars help you after demo day? Um, do they help you with any projects pushing forward? How does it work after the demo day is completed? It felt like that was kind of the capstone exercise. <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a whole post Techstars life, as, as we call it. And it's all about uh, harvesting everything that you managed to build and you know, everything that you stepped on, you know, how you step on that gas during the acceleration, obviously. Yeah. But then uh, so many things just, you know, fall through your, just slip through your fingers, but are still there. You can just still come back and capture all these uh, opportunities. So I think that's what's next, really harvesting all these yeah. contacts. Uh, they brought us to the heart of the Web3 scene in Dublin, which is, uh, I can tell you, thriving. Uh, it's extremely warm and welcoming, and 
it just opens it up to, you know, as an English speaking country in Europe, uh, within the European Union, it is a great opportunity to really just spread your wings out into the international world, at least for us who have been building much more in, in Spain and, and Martin in Switzerland. Um, but definitely, yeah, it's been a huge, huge uh, reach opening uh, through the tech stars. Yeah, yeah and the, the nice thing is as well, they, they keep basically everything still open. So so the Slack channel with all the other teams is still open. The managing director and all these guys are available <coughs> and they will follow up. And, and yeah, I mean, like as Louis said, um, we, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of this, this huge uh, network that, that we have now available. So yeah, that will help us to, to, um, to go to, to go the next few steps. Absolutely. And I would, I would really love to hear what the next few steps are at stakes, but also, Lewis, I w- would like to reel back a little bit. Um, would you be able to share the big picture vision and the, and the details of what stakes is attempting to accomplish now and in the future um, as we move forward? Sure. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's been now a, an interesting time when we look at, you know, we go for the music space and for the creative space within music specifically. So these are creative pr- pr- professionals, mostly, uh, artists, music artists, labels, uh, even event promoters. And we really have opened up uh, ever since the early days of stakes to try to cover as much ground of what the entire music industry offers, right? It's offering, uh, whether it's live, whether it's recorded music, and then try to adapt tokenized solutions to the current state of the industry. It's basically what we've been doing in the lab for the last few years. So uh, to answer your question now going forward, I think we have had a very like we've been speaking to yeah again all these players for quite some time pitching the idea getting close to them doing pilots um, and really understanding what is sticking and uh, after yeah a good two years of pivoting you know obviously life went down during the pandemic uh, you know had to go into recorded music and we were trying that out but then now life's back and it's just thriving again and it's it's you know we can't ignore it to also Come, come, what we learned from back in, in the, before 2020 lockdown, bring it back. Uh, it, it just gives us a very good uh, holistic approach to speak uh, to these music professionals, artists, even labels, and then just tell them, you know, all of this is available to you and we can do it right here with Stakes. And that's basically kind of the vision that we have for them. And we are um, adapting all of these pilots in a very bespoke way so that we can understand very well, very well where they want to go. So for uh, one example, um, we met this artist that uh, a Canadian artist uh, electronic, from the electronic music uh, scene. And she, she usually, yeah, she was usually touring. She's played at Coachella. She, you know, she was always out in the, in the boiler room doing her gigs. She was kind of that road artist uh, in the tours. And obviously, she couldn't tour during 2021 when it, it was when we met her back in Valencia, because Valencia, the Berkeley School of Music from Boston, this uh, one of, I think, the best music in the uh, music school in the world, has a campus in uh, the European campuses in Valencia. So we're there. That's also our home ground. Started talking, hey, you need to get into Web3 music. And she just loved it. She just went crazy over the idea to the level that she, uh, she turned uh, uh, me, uh what is it? It's a trading view graph that I was showing on, I think, Bitcoin or Uniswap, one of these uh, just, you know, price graphs. And she turned it into a, a synth 
and hmm. put it into her synthesizer, started playing in this Ableton, all these uh, software that she uses in the electronic. She's really, really like a music techie. And I don't know, within a day or two, she, already, she was already creating an EP based wow. on these clips with these sounds. And yeah, it's called Crypto Waves. That's her project. Uh, we did a, an auction live with the NFTs, obviously released it as an NFT, playing around with different, uh, uh, playing around with our DAP, playing around with different uh, marketplaces where you could put the music out to see what worked. And it was a good success as we managed to just, you know, she's still there, out there with her community of fans that bought the token, engaging them, doing like crazy metaverse concerts, still minting the NFTs for her music. And it's just was such, like looking back, it was such a, um, an amazing transformation to see that we could help somebody and just walk them through. And uh, we're doing this. That's a vision of doing this with, now with, you know, labels, uh, bigger professionals who are now much more open than they were definitely one year ago. And, and then starting to see how they interact with each other with the mm-hmm. web music space, right? And you can take this as far as now video games coming into, the, into play, um, you know, the film industry, the creative space in the end, really having this industry interoperability that I think the, the new uh, Web3 space will allow in the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those three intersections, gaming, music, and blockchain, definitely something that I've seen out in the real world. Um, I went to a music festival last year, EDC Orlando. They had like a walkthrough of um, a like NFT like hunt or something, like treasure hunt. You could like find NFTs like hidden in the walls. Very cool, interesting. First time I've ever seen anything like that. And um, I kind of want to pin this in the conversation for later so we can talk a little bit about what we think the future will look like um, at concerts, events, so on and so forth. But um, Crypto Waves, do you want me to run the video for everybody to see? Uh, yes, we fantastic. So we can see it. Yeah, that's a story of, of when we finished uh, this Crypto Waves project. We showcased the, the live, the live uh, game. We had to do it in stream, but there it is. We'd love to, yeah, give it a roll. Excellent. Me. Yeah, for anybody who can see the visuals here, I'm going to go ahead and roll the tape. I believe in freedom. I believe in decentralization. I believe in updating the old system, and I see a world here on the cusp of change. I be part of it. Thank you, everyone. I'm Luigi from Lebanon, audiovisual artist. I heard about it through Alicia actually and she told me that I could do well in, the, in that space because I did both music and visuals.
realized that it was, you know, a perfect opportunity to try something new and to, you know, bring my DJ Really Ryan. I'm a producer, audio engineer, and uh, visual artist. So I'll be. Uh, Ableton. So I'll have like a launch pad, I'll hear clip, sounds, find instruments, um, and control video, experiment, and then also playing with live video effects. So it'll be kind of like a sensor. Very awesome. Wow. Okay. I'm a huge EDM fan. So I, I quite like that video. That was amazing. Yeah, that was actually, uh, it was really cool to have Alicia on board because she runs a huge Discord channel. I really recommend for everyone for EDM production specifically. So uh, she's always been like a good community leader. I think that was also the one of the elements of success that we've seen, not only in the Crypto Waste project, but also in other projects led by, for example, you know, Blau and Royal.io and even this, uh, you know, uh, obviously the big story of Snoop Dogg coming into the space with Death Row and the NFT releases. Um, I think, yeah, this uh, connectivity of the artists with their audiences through the new kind of Web3 channels that we were adopting, such as Discord, Reddit and other things do have a positive effect on, you know, how the audiences react, how they demand the, their new Web3 content. So, I think that's a good example, and, and yeah, definitely love electronic music as well. We look forward to doing more, much many more gigs like those. Yeah, I'm yeah, a big fan, big fan of Blau. I just recently heard that uh, that he was really big into the crypto space. I fell in love with the music, and then one of my friends was like, "Oh yeah, I went to a crypto event. He was headlining." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I didn't know you think that. That's super cool. Um, but yeah, for those of you who are on audio and didn't get to see the video, it was. Uh, quite a few EDM artists showing their process, uh, a few people dancing, and then there was the overlay of the NFT um, and the platform. Yes, no, yeah, okay. Yes, exactly. exactly. Okay. So we had that, that was on the streaming, the actual streaming, okay. we were watching that on YouTube live. Um, that was good to give it a bit of a, a push. Again, we couldn't have the live event, couldn't sell tickets, so we were selling NFTs. And at the same time, we teamed up with this uh, startup from Barcelona, big shout out to uh, soundstage who uh, gave us a VR room and actually adapted the walls to also show it's a VR room for specifically for EDM gigs. So it's really nice to have, get, it has that club vibe with the avatars inside. And uh, while added, the walls turned into the, were, were customized into the NFTs with, uh, you know, you could scan the QR code on your screen. Right. So I had a VR show streaming at the same time. Uh, her music video was there. The, the, the auction was also uh, finishing live in the background and we just mashed it there to see what happened it was a great success because it funded that ep all the minting process we did it on the ethereum main not the cheapest as you know even back in 2021 it was already uh yeah getting expensive to 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 just mint and to uh deploy also on our that and uh she also got funded that whole production you saw the production team we managed to get you know uh, these things cost money for any artist and just the fact that we were able to, you know, cover those costs and even allow uh, Alicia and, and some of the artists that were there. Big shout outs also to Luigi Tasso, 
and also to uh, DJ Reedy Ryan, who were also there in that video. You know, they, they, they managed to just prove the concept works. And, uh, you know, maybe if you can't tour, there's alternative scenarios for artists and they're being brought by Web3 as we speak. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm also really curious about the platform and Martin, as, as the CTO, I'm wondering if you could do a little a walkthrough or a summary of how the platform works um, just sure. uh, for those who are unfamiliar. No, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so what we do is we, for, for each and every production, be that uh, yeah, EPLP, be that an event, <clears throat> basically we create um, an own set of tokens um, in our smart contracts. And it is then basically these tokens, these event or these production tokens that can be um, bought by, by fans, basically. Um, and then artists can then basically take out any, any, uh, any, any payments from these sold tokens. They can take that directly, um, meaning that they get the financing for their, for their work much faster. Um, and then at some point, um, this this production will create revenues, be that from ticket sales or be that from royalties. And and these royalties or, or these these revenues, they the share that is meant to be split to, with the fans is fed back basically into the smart contract, which is did this for the doubling gig now. And then basically. Um, Fans then can say, "Okay, um, I want to I want to redeem the the token or the tokens I bought for for basically my share of the revenue." And then you can do that all on our on our platform. Um, furthermore, these tokens um, they are tech, now I get a bit technical. It's ERC eleven fifty five. You can immediately go and on OpenSea if you want. For example, you can sell them to somebody else. Uh, so they're it <clears throat> or I mean like they come it's 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 not technically it's not an NFT because that's 721 but um, uh, they come with with images and stuff like that so 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 some of them are, are nice looking as well so you can as well just say okay now I'm just keeping it um, that's that's obviously another another um, other way to do um, and how the platform then works is basically we take um, defined percentage of every token sold with the rest going all to the uh, to the artists um, currently we this is set at 10 percent but this can be changed in the future and we're gonna do um, a platform token basically in the fu- in the near future and um, the platform token will have several utility one of the utilities they're definitely going to be governance. So we want to push this into the direction of really a decentralized uh, platform, basically. And then we will find a way to to feed these uh, these fees that we take for using the platform back into that token. Currently, we're still working on the details for that. Um, probably it's going to be something like buying back the, the tokens from the free market and and with that, create a certain uh, certain demand, and, and and with that driving driving the, the the price of the platform token. So yeah, that's uh that's in brief. This is what we're currently doing. Um, there is there's a couple of other ideas around. One of them is we might be there's the bells again. Um, <laughs> uh, 
we were looking into connecting maybe with uh, not not maybe with, we're looking into connecting with DeFi protocols so so productions could get loans from DeFi. That's one direction to go. We're looking into maybe integrating with with ticketing platforms, which would allow us to have the information and the money on on chain right away, which would which would um, enhance the transparency a lot. Uh, we would love to do that for streaming rights uh, royalty as well, but that, that's a bit a, a bigger fish to fry. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of tricky copyright laws and all that fun stuff. Um, but I'm really curious, you know, let's uh, kind of point back on that tab that I made for our conversation earlier. So, you know, EDC had that pixel forest um, with the NFTs for, for to hunt for. Now, how do you both envision um, separately or together what the future looks like in spaces like concerts, festivals, live events, um, as we incorporate blockchain technology and platforms like stakes, what do you think? Let's put our fortune teller uh, hats on and look into the crystal ball here. Like, what do we think um, or what do we envision as we look ahead five, 10 years, maybe, um, as this stuff gets integrated? Well, I think we can go even uh, ahead of that because, because it's already happening now. Yeah. You said, you know, with these quests and these, uh, this gamification of, of uh, live experiences, right? Uh, we're seeing it already in many festivals. Actually, we're working with one uh, right now, a quite big festival happening in our home turf in, in Valencia, nice. featuring acts such as, yeah, uh, Iggy Pop, Black Eyed Peas, H-E-R. You know, they have uh, really, really interesting headliners with a world-class European uh, festival. And it's its first edition, and we started speaking to them to see how we could, they were particularly interested. It has, the whole festival is, is all by diversity from many standpoints, including having a very te- techy approach to everything. They're very open to basically many things, including Web3. And that was a very good uh, match for us as we, we, we tried to, we have been working in the live space for, for years now and, and trying to adapt models to it. So anyway, long story short, what we're doing is we don't, we're, we're enabling their NFT collection, right? which we'll be releasing in the next couple of weeks. And uh, what that allows is just become the founding community of the festival, given it's the first edition again. And then from there, begin having uh, a bunch of utility that we're preparing for these token holders or these NFT buyers. And this can range from having, again, physical access, unique physical access at the festival. So, you know, from hospitality access all the way to, you know, premium VIP passes that we'll be raffling only amongst those uh, uh, NFT buyers. Uh, maybe meet and greets, we're also trying to put that in there. So this is a physical experience that you can enhance for the only if you own the NFT. But something even more interesting came into play because this festival happens to have a virtual tour that they showed us in their website. It's live right now. You can check it out at diversity, uh, diversityvalencia.es. And when we looked at this VR render, beautiful, in the middle of the city of arts in Valencia, for those who have been here, it's just like this crazy futuristic architecture. And then in the middle, you have the, the stage. And it's rendered in VR. And we're like, yeah, we need to take this way further. We need to open this up to bigger audiences. And the metaverse is, I wouldn't say 100% ready, but this could be showcased. Similarly, we showed one of those Dead Mouse concerts, the way he's been hosting them in Decentraland. And then we yeah. just thought, look at this 
you guys have a unique space design and setup, and you have really cool artists. Let's put it all together. Imagine somebody coming from Seoul uh, and watching this live, maybe not just as a streaming experience, but now with their own avatar and with their own NFT ownership, which also grants them utility inside of this metaverse space. And then you can start thinking of how it all converges physical metaverse experience. Uh, ownership, of course, and uh, yeah, the OG of having, uh, I was in the, f- the first edition. You never know how this fe- festival will be in 10 years from now. Yeah. Which, what you were saying. And then you were there and it's a legacy. Uh, we see this as a legacy community that uh, we want to start building around events, concerts, uh, you know, creative uh, experiences as a whole. And obviously to support the artists and the professionals behind it while, while at it, empower them with these. Yeah, I just wanted to add quickly. Um, yeah, I, I do think we'll, as you just said, like, yeah, this, these, these NFTs in the walls and stuff like that. I think we're going to see a phase of experimentation right now where people are going to try a lot of fun stuff and some stuff will stick and some, some will not as, as usual. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, there's more creative minds out there probably than I for these kind of things. But yeah, um, I'm sure we will see a lot of, 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 uh, interesting use cases. Um, and in general, I think, yeah, blockchain crypto allows you to, to streamline certain things. And especially if it's around money and it's a bad community, this is kind of the two things we're trying to build on. And, <clears throat> and though it will take time to, yeah, um, to, to replace the incumbents or, or get them to participate, um, wherever it makes sense, it will, it will come. Uh, that's, that's pretty sure. And yeah, then the metaverse and, and the interaction with real life, that's going to be a, a really interesting, um, part of it. Yeah, Martin, that's a place where the community piece fits right in. Um, you know, you're going to be able to connect with people from all over the world on the internet, but kind of also in real life. <laughs> through the metaverse is really interesting when um, throughout the pandemic, when they started throwing all those concerts online, people doing things in Minecraft, um, Fortnite, all those fun things. I was just absolutely amazed. And it kind of opened up these doors to this next level of potential um, for live events. And, you know, as I'm a total lover of live events, so I'm really, really excited to follow the journey and see what other fun things people can do to make it more immersive, you know, folks are spending lots of money and time to sometimes get to these events and it's like they're over so soon but the more you can jump in the more you can get involved the more fun they can be for sure yes exactly i mean it's also uh we've only spoken about empowering let's say the professionals behind it but yeah like you said the community the audiences now having much more of a say and most importantly you know one of the things we do with these tokens uh specifically with our dap tokens is allow them to share the success of any game or any event. So that means if you buy into these uh, event tokens or one of these productions, such as a festival, you will be able, and it sells out, you will be able to profit from that, making your favorite gig an investable digital asset or a digital yeah. economy. And, uh, you know, you're already seeing tokenized access across the board in NFT events and all these conferences. This is definitely coming to, we can tell you, we're speaking to ticketing companies, as Martin mentioned. They are enabling and they're, they're on a horse race to enable NFT ticketing as we speak. It's, it's something that it's, they're demanding right now uh, you know, as a business. So once you see just 
you know, fast forward a bit, NFT uh, or, or uh, tokenized access, then also having tokenized ownership of the proceeds or of whatever, uh, let's say, profitability can be reached by this uh, event economy, then you have a, you know, a nice circular uh, you know, economy and approach to actually allow the events uh, industry or even the live industry run autonomously uh, with smart contracts, as crazy as it sounds, and not had to even touch uh, anything, you know, including mm-hmm. bank and many other uh, intermediaries that, that are now, uh, in our view, as states, obsolete. Understood, absolutely. Um, speaking of community, do you guys have a Discord or a space that folks can come connect and join and talk with you? Yes, uh, we have our Discord uh, server. We've set it up just recently now that we're, we've, we've been signing now festivals, uh, and labels. We're also starting to work with, we have three labels now. So we really haven't uh, opened it up. It's only until now with it that we uh, open it up to the community. We want to, we wanted to really have that good quality content before actually being uh, you know opening up the door. So yes, you, the question is yes, and you can find us yeah in our stakes.io. Just scroll all the way down. You'll see us, uh, a link to our Discord server, and happy to walk you through. Uh, we'll be talking about all, you know this festival that we're doing now, uh, many other Web three labels that we're working on, uh, even collectives that we are bringing over to Web3 to do releases, NFT drops, digital merch. Uh, really, really interesting times ahead. So please do join. And thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To see everyone uh, coming around and tell more about this story. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm definitely super interested to see what projects unfold over the next few months to a year. Um, anything else that either of you want to mention while we have time on the podcast? We are coming towards the end here. Um, so I kind of want to just pass the mic around one more time here. Yes, I mean, I think it's uh, one very interesting topic that we, we've been discussing lately is the future of uh, you know music and the recording space. What, what would Web3 what, what music look like? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, you know, if you look at the market closely, uh, I think there will be a good chance for what you know music to be disrupted by web3 basically but the entire west especially the recording music space why uh, i don't know if you look at there's many, basically there's many upset artists and professionals working in this space just as it stands streaming was great it came it, it made our lives easier and then we could share music within the shared economy space but that was web2 now let's let's really look at what we have in our hands web3 is owning your music again and then I'm going to really quickly, time for, I'm, I'm going to go back and forth. And now I'll, let's go back to the, when we used to buy vinyls, right? Mm-hmm. You used to own those vinyls. And you used to have 1,000 vinyls out of the edition. And that was, I don't know, unique, legit. I own it. And, you know, it was like always putting out your vinyl. You even collected it. So this physical uh, representation of ownership, I think it's we will be transferred back with Web3 and especially with NFTs. It's already happening and, and, and people want it. It's this, this same um, sense of ownership, of uniqueness. At the same time, being attached to the value of success of a specific song, single, artist, uh, you know, this really tr- just, just tr- it's just something that we didn't have. And, and, then, and then bring the peer-to-peer element behind it. It's, I think it's powerful. So uh, okay. I think we're right now in a, in, in a transition. Obviously, still Spotify, YouTube, all the streaming platforms are the king for uh, recorded music revenue. Fair enough. But I, 
I mean, we do know that as we see NFTs uh, being adopted into all the Web2 uh, platforms, we, we think it's, it's, it's there and about to, you know, having, we're reaching an inflection point in the very near future. So uh, it's exciting times to think about that. And specifically, masters, music masters, which is a new ownership registry of the music rights behind uh, the NFTs. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just uh, the vinyls taking a different form, just more digital, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. Now your your vinyl gives unique access to gigs. Yeah, just show it. Be like, hey, I have this special vinyl. (laughs) I get into the club. (laughs) It's good. It's very interesting. Uh, I think that's what's next. Yeah. So you 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 like uh, electronic music? What about anything that have you collected by any chance? Any music NFT or anything drawing your attention? In, in the I have I have not. I'm not a big collector personally. Uh, just a collector of uh, experiences. <laughs> <laughs> so you're more in the live space, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I do a little bit of event planning, and then in my leisure time, I attend events that other people plan. <laughs> so it's super fun. But. Yes, we yeah. love that. Well, it's good to see you get right back, and it's it's coming full blast. So yeah, we'll have stuff to do this summer um, and next. Yeah, the whole year. It's looking good. Excellent, excellent. Marian, any last words for you before we uh, sign off today? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like I I agree with for once I agree with what Louis said. Um, but uh, yeah, I think another angle is is the the industry on the technical side is is uh, developing at an extreme pace. So yeah. um, it's going to be a very interesting ride from that perspective. And and new technologies will will again enable new new things to do. And that's going to be that's going to be that's going to keep our job very interesting over the next next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you got to stay um stay up to date. Every day it changes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. This was such a great chat, Lewis and Martin. Really interesting stuff that you guys are doing, and I'm excited to see it all unfold. Um, hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast sometime in the future. Um, but for now, I think that's all. So thank you so much for your time, everybody on the Game of Five podcast. We'll be back next week with episode 35. All right. Thank, thank you, you very much, Monica. Thanks for having everyone. us. Bye. Bye.